Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 32. I found a snail. Now what? The days are long, the temperatures are warming, and school is almost out. Summer is upon us. And hopefully, you are lucky enough to be able to spend some of that time at the beach, where the sea breeze and cold ocean waters provide a respite from summer's heat. So I want to spend some time in the coming weeks going through the parade of organisms you might encounter as you walk along at low tide. On rocky shores and gravel beaches, one of the most prolific animals you will encounter is a snail. Everyone knows what a snail looks like. Spiral shell with a pointy end, wide opening where their stout little bodies come out, cute tentacles that reach about as the snail moves around. But let's break that down a little more. Snails are in the phylum mollusca, a large and diverse group of invertebrate animals. The mollusks are further divided into several subgroups, the most well-known being the bivalves, clams and mussels and the like, cephalopods, octopus and squid, and gastropods. This is the group that includes the snails. The evidence that links all the mollusks together into one group is not readily obvious. Linking a clam with an octopus with a snail isn't especially intuitive. We say that all mollusks have a mantle, a foot, and a visceral mass. But what those three things look like varies widely across the group, and thus aren't very helpful for the layperson to understand what makes a mollusk a mollusk. So you're just going to have to trust science on this one. If we return to that snail we found on the beach, we can look a little more closely at it and understand those characteristics. The majority of the snails you'll find in the northern reaches of the Gulf of Maine, where I am, will have a calcareous spiral shell the body of which gets larger with each successive whorl. The oldest part of the shell is the pointy end, or apex, and the youngest, newest part of the shell is right around the opening, called the aperture. Most of these snails have a hard plate made of protein, called the operculum, which attaches to their body and acts like a tight-fitting door when they fully retract their bodies into their shells, when disturbed, or when the tide is out and they have to prevent water loss. When what we think of as the snail comes out of its shell, we are primarily seeing its foot, which is largely muscle and is the animal's means of locomotion through successive waves of contraction and relaxation along the length of the foot. Also found in this part of the body is the animal's head, which is funny for us because our head is the furthest from our feet of any of our body parts. But when you consider that the job of the head is to concentrate sensory tissue of the animal and host the mouth, it's important that the head have access to the outside world, and the foot also has to have access to the outside world. And snails only have one place on their shelves that allows this. So the head and the foot share that space. The snail's head has the same kind of stuff our head does. A mouth, eyes, even a little brain. And a few things ours don't, like the radula, a rasping sandpaper tongue, tentacles, which are involved in tactile surveillance, and may or may not host the eyes, Many snails have eyes at the base of the tentacles, not on the tips, and even their anus and genitals. We said that all mollusks have something called a mantle, a structure that looks very different depending on the type of mollusk you're observing. In snails, the mantle is inside the shell, and in fact, is the thing that secretes the shell. It's a large, relatively thin band of tissue that encloses the body of the animal inside the shell. It opens toward the shell aperture, which allows water to be drawn inside where the gills are located. And the last broad characteristic of mollusks is the visceral mass, and this is just what you'd expect. It's a large portion of the body where most of the organs reside, separate from the mantle cavity. 
In a snail, it's tucked up into the apex of the shell. The snails you find at the shore all follow this same basic pattern, but we'll look at specific groups and how they differ from one another in coming weeks. This has been episode 32 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Sid Hartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening and join us next week. <laughs>